Eternal Health, episode number 23. You're listening to the Eternal Health Podcast, where we discuss God's great design for your life in body, mind, and spirit. Your host is Laura Rimmer, who's a plant-based nutritionist, author, speaker, and health coach. Looking for yoga tips or the latest protein shake recommendations? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. If you're ready for no-nonsense, multi-layered health expertise, drawing on evidence-based nutrition and biblical principles, welcome to Eternal Health. For show notes and to download your free 5-minute Optimum Health Scorecard, please visit laurarimmer.com. Enjoy the show. Hi there, welcome back to Eternal Health. Good to be with you again for another episode today. I've got a really, really important episode lined up for you today. And I know I I always think that about everyone. It's always an important topic that, that we need to know. But this one, put it this way, if I had to pick one thing, one bit of health advice to give you and only one, it would be the topic of today, which is the topic of good fat and bad fats in our diet. It's something I've been passionate about for 17 years. I've been talking to everyone I know about this for 17 years and it is the most important thing you need to know when it comes to your diet. But before we get into that, just to say that I am currently still in the middle of launching my 12-week group coaching program called Health for Life and it's been a busy couple of weeks and lots of people joining which is really exciting and lots I've had loads of questions and emails and messages and um, I'm sending out correspondence to my people on my email list and there's a lot of questions and I'm doing Facebook lives in our Facebook group so just to say if you're in any way looking to improve your health so more specifically if you're looking to lose weight and keep it off permanently if you're looking to balance your hormones balance your gut bacteria and your gut flora and I will do an episode a separate episode on this in the near future but just to say that the majority of illness ill health has been estimated to start in the gut Hippocrates says that all disease in fact starts in the gut and over the years I've become inclined to agree with him gut issues in particular the upset of our microbiome so that the good bacteria in our stomach and gut has been linked with even psychological order uh, disorders autism anxiety OCD and this is an area of research I've been really getting into in the last few years and it's really exciting it's really exciting so I'm going to be bringing you some more training on that but just to say if if any of this rings a bell with you and you want to address this I'm starting my health for life group coaching program in the next week or so and there is still chance to join as I record this episode so if you want to find out more go to laurarimmer.com forward slash hfl and also do come and join us in our Facebook group and on my Facebook page so that's laurarimmer.com forward slash fb group or fb page I will leave links in the show notes to those as well okay so without further ado let's get into today's show about good fats versus bad fats healthy fat foods and the best oils for cooking and baking 
As I say, this, in my estimation, is the most important thing we can know when it comes to cooking, when it comes to our diet and what we eat. It's so very important because if we get this wrong, eating the wrong fats, as you know, you've heard this, it's, you know, it's a, a continual controversy and it's continually in newspapers, media, diet books and whatever else, the issue of do I have a high fat diet, a low fat diet, what fats can I use, which fats are good, which fats are bad. So it's controversial, there's a lot of misinformation and I want to set the set the issue straight today and I will link to some resources. Now just to say this is going to be an overview, this is a topic that really deserves you watching a, a couple of hours of a presentation that I'm going to link to in the show notes. So what I'm going to do is give the facts and say what I believe to be true based on my 17 years of research and experimenting not only in my own life but working with family members, working with lots and lots of clients over the years. So I would encourage you to go and watch the, the it's a two-hour presentation but it's well worth your time that I'm going to link to in the show notes by an organisation called Western A. Price. So let's get into the main points of what I'm going to speak to you about today then. So we're going to be going through four things in this show today. So number one, why vegetable oil is so very bad for you and why you need to get it out of your diet immediately and what exactly are vegetable oils, which ones we should be avoiding. Number two, the truth about saturated fats. Number three, which oils and fats are good for us to be cooking with and baking with. And then number four, other oils to use sparingly in our diet. Okay, so number one, why is vegetable oil so very bad for us? Well, vegetable oil, in case you're unaware, is not a natural oil. It doesn't, think about a vegetable, how much, if you eat a a carrot, how much oil is in it? Not much, is there? So, and I know we don't use carrot oil, but we use typically rapeseed oil or canola oil, as it's called now, because that's more, sounds better. People don't want to eat rapeseed oil. Um, and actually canola oil is genetically modified. So that already should be ringing alarm bells in your head. We don't want to be eating anything as far as possible genetically modified. So, it's not a natural thing. We, you know, a, a, a canola, a rapeseed plant, or a cottonseed plant doesn't naturally produce oil. Whereas olives and avocados and walnuts and animal meat produces fat quite readily. So there's um, there's a big, big process that goes into pr the production of vegetable oil. So I'll just go through some of the steps in the process, and this is a kind of distilled version no pun intended this is a distilled version of the process that a vegetable uh, a seed from a, a vegetable plant goes through sunflower plant for example in order to extract that fat and what ends up in our bottles or in our foods okay so typical steps include find some kind of seeds so whether that's rapeseed or sunflower seed or cotton seed okay number two heat those seeds at an unnaturally high temperature so that they oxidize now we don't want oxidation going on in our bodies oxidation is basically if you think antioxidants are really good for us aren't they they mop up free radicals 
oxidation is the thing that ages us it's the thing that turns apples brown when you cut them in half and leave them on your work surface so it's degeneration oxidation so already the second step we've got here is heat these seeds under naturally high temperatures so they oxidize and are rancid before you ever even do anything else with them so that's the very first step of the process take these seeds oxidate them make them rancid great let's move on Next step is to process them with a lovely petroleum solvent. So something like hexane. Wonderful. So basically we're passing a petroleum substance through the oils to extract the oil. Now, if that doesn't ring more alarm bells, then um, it probably should. Step four is to add some more heat as if we didn't have enough heat going on, heat processing. Add some more heat and some acid to remove any nasty wax solids that formed during that first processing okay step five is to treat the oil with more chemicals to improve the color so here's um i watched actually a couple of videos on youtube showing this process and when all when all these processes go on then there's gumming of the oil and it goes a nasty kind of gray color so more chemicals are added to firstly take the color out to remove that gray color and then they add in a yellow color why to make it look like butter and make it look more palatable and then degumming agents are added and then finally because this whole process I've been told I've not smelt it myself but I've been told from people who've been around these factories and by the way you can't turn up at these factories this is very um, co a, a kind of covert operation if you like um, this is not widespread knowledge that they like to put out there the process of making vegetable oils but the end of all these um, chemical processes means that this oil that we're left with is really really rancid and smells to high heaven apparently so the final step is to deodorize the oil so aluminium has passed through it um, I think butane I read somewhere and no doubt various other things to mask the horrific smell from all that chemical processing so that's the process and then if we didn't want to leave it there we could also then hydrogenate it so it produces then a trans fat Without going into too much chemistry, you have a, a it's an unsaturated fat and you have a cis and a trans. That that's two different versions, if you like, of the of the molecule. And it cr basically creates uh, it changes the molecule uh, or the compound and it makes it unidentifiable by the body to to put it in simple terms, which means that our bodies don't know what to do with it. It's basically like one stage away from being a solid plastic. And so imagine if you were to eat plastic three or four times a day because vegetable oil is in so so many things it's in lots of packaged products and foods and things so that's what we're taking in regularly and it's no wonder that our arteries as a nation you know as a as a western culture our arteries are clogging up we're getting cancer heart disease stroke diabetes all these kinds of things vegetable oils are a big 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 part to play in that and I so I made the mistake because I've been promoting not eating hydrogenated vegetable oils for 15 years I've told my family years and years ago mum stopped using them dad did I think my brother and sister did I certainly did however there was a period of time where I didn't realize that 
all this processing was going on in just vegetables. I thought vegetables were okay. It was the hydrogenated vegetables that were bad. So I was still eating a fair amount of vegetable oil. And it was only in the last few years that I've realized that actually all vegetable oils, all vegetable fats are bad. When you go to restaurants, if you buy deep fried So I live in the southwest of England and there's a lot of fishing down here and and we like to have our fish and chips. So any deep fried fish, deep fried chips, um, anything deep fried, fried chicken, that kind of stuff will be fried in some kind of vegetable oil. And here's the extra thing. When it is fried, it further hydrogenates and that oil isn't just used once it's used over and over and over again, which further just makes it more into a plastic-like subject, substance. And actually, a few years ago, well, quite a few years ago now, about 20 years ago, when I worked in a supermarket, I saw the vats, the big containers of um, waste oil that the fish and chip shop next to us used to put out, out to the rubbish. And they would put them out maybe once a month, maybe once a week, I don't know, I don't quite know the time scale, but after having used this oil over and over again in their frying of their chips and when they put it out it literally was a solid plastic so they just got rid of it when they were unable to use it anymore in their cooking so have a think about this if this is new to you then that's fine think about it and take action accordingly my strong suggestion suggestion would be get vegetable oils out of your diet completely forever okay Um, and you might think to yourself well I don't cook with vegetable oils I don't fry things I never buy sunflower oil I never buy cottonseed oil canola oil or anything else if you're buying any kind of packaged food and I know this because this is I've been fastidious in this for years now I pick up something off the shelf turn the packet over look at it think okay this looks so nice and and here's the thing often these foods can be organic and can say natural on them for example, a few weeks ago, I went to buy some organic, natural baked beans. Turn the packet over, organic haricot beans, organic this, organic that, um, vegetable oil. So I put them back on the shelf. So any kind of pastries, sauces, a lot of cereals, um, basically anything and everything in the middle aisles of a supermarket are going to have vegetable oil in them. Does that become quite inconvenient to start with? Yes, possibly. Is it worth it to be vigilant and take it out of your diet? It is, absolutely. If you want to live, not necessarily a longer life, although you might want to, but if you just want to live the life that you have here, free of allergies, free of, um, you know, serious health issues, then that would be my advice to you. Get this stuff out of your diet. So vegetable oils, okay? And of course, the other product, which is full of vegetable oil that we for sure cannot overlook is margarines. I think it's absolutely criminal that the food companies, the margarine producers are allowed to put on their products heart healthy. The irony, they they are anything but heart healthy spreads. You're much, much better off having natural butter grass-fed organic butter which is just a natural saturated fat and you might be thinking that's a saturated fat that's going to give me heart disease we'll come to that we'll talk about that um that yeah it's not quite the way you might have been um might have been told the worst thing you can be doing in terms of buying a spread 
you know oily kind of spread or marge or anything is buying margarine so anything like a soy spread margarine spread any butter which is spreadable which is mixed with vegetable oil these are not heart healthy things i don't care what it says on the packet if it's got vegetable oil in it it's gone through the process that i mentioned even if it's organic even if it says rich in omega-3s and 6s approved by whatever heart agency i don't care it's barefaced propaganda and we need to get those things out of our diet. Okay, so I told you that this show is no nonsense. That's what I mean. <laughs> I'm not skirting around the issue here. These are unhealthy things and this could potentially save your life. This one thing, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if I had to give anyone one piece of dietary advice, it would be get vegetable oils out of your diet for good. And just to finish on this topic, how do I know these are so bad? Look at the statistics. There is a clear, clear correlation between the time when these so-called healthy fats, vegetable oils, which are supremely unhealthy, were first introduced into our diet. So it was just kind of after the wartime, really, where companies were looking to save money, make more profit, extend the shelf life of goods. They thought the technology, you know, this is innovation. Um, so that's when it started being used mainstream, even though there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of controversy at the time. And there's a lot of people saying, no, this is unhealthy. We must not do this. Massive, massive campaigns, money backed campaigns were put out there to get vegetable oils into, into our goods. And the margins for these companies producing these vegetable oils and, and associated products is so high that they could put a really high percentage of uh, of their profits back into advertising and promotion. So hence, it was a kind of growing snowball where, and we're at the point now, obviously, 70 years later almost, where it's just mainstream. We just assume, we assume animal products are bad or, you know, animal fats, saturated fats are bad polyunsaturated vegetable oils are heart healthy and good so that's you know their job has been done they've achieved what they wanted to achieve don't get sucked in by it that time when you know just after the war so let's say the 1950s and you can see this on graphs and things and the the documentary that i'm leaving with you in the show notes the oiling of america it's called goes into this in a lot more detail so i'm not going to leave um, any other references than that have a look for yourself but that period corresponds completely with the rise in heart disease we didn't really suffer with heart disease before that cancer diabetes the big three western diseases and of course weight gain and obesity is that um, is that coincidence you could say well there's lots and lots of other factors and people after the war we started eating more and it was very lean times during the war. Yes, but here's the thing. Before wartime and back in the 1800s, 1900s, what were people eating a lot of? Saturated animal fats, lard. They were cooking with lard and people weren't dying of heart disease back then as much as they are now, okay? So a list of vegetable oils that we need to be avoiding. Let's go through some. So anything which plain says vegetable oil, if it says trans fatty oils if it says a trans fat is the same as a hydrogenated fat by the way so anything trans fatty acid partially hydrogenated vegetable oil partially hydrogenated anything oil or fully hydrogenated or hydrogenated vegetable oil hydrogenated palm oil anything hydrogenated get out of your diet 
anything with vegetable oil, get out of your diet. And then here's a list of the other ones which are different types of vegetable oils. Canola oil, corn oil, rape oil, rapeseed oil, veg, uh, peanut oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil, cottonseed oil, grapeseed oil, margarine or any margarine type substance or spreadable butter with vegetables in, shortening and any other fake butter substitutes. So what oils and fats are good for us? Because we need fat in our diet for sure. I'm not saying go on a completely low fat diet. I made the mistake a few years ago, well, 10 years ago now, when I first learned this stuff, my solution was as someone who was felt, and again at this time, and I was moving through my research at this point, but I felt that animal fats, saturated animal fats are bad, vegetable oils are bad, so what do I do? I'll have a low fat diet. So I spent a good couple of years on a very low fat diet and I didn't do well on it. I had insomnia, I lost a lot of weight, I was struggling to in recovery, I was running a lot of marathons at the time and training hard and running quite fast and I was really struggling to struggling to sleep mainly the main thing was insomnia and my muscles were were struggling as well to recover because of it so the answer is not to go on a a low fat diet we need fat in our diet we need the right types of fat in our diet fat in come in cases our heart it encases our brain our brain is made up of fat we need fat in our diet so what are the types of fats that we can eat and not worry about and are good for us well I would always recommend coconut oil. Coconut oil is a fully saturated plant-based oil and it's great for cooking. So what it means by being saturated is that the molecule, don't know how much you know about chemistry, but basically in a molecule you have bonds within that molecule linking one, uh, one element to another element. So hydrogen and carbon typically in oils. And if there's a double bond, that means that it's unsaturated. It means that one of those bonds, so like a little stick, <laughs> if you like, can free up and attach onto another another element. And we don't want that because what happens under heat is that bond will break and typically it will latch onto another hydrogen or, or something else. And that's when it produces a more plastic-like substance, a substance that our body can't deal with and is unhealthy for us. But when we cook with something that is fully saturated, what that results in or what it means is that it's very, very stable under higher temperature conditions. So you can heat it and it stays the same. Coconut oil falls into this category. You probably don't want to be frying with coconut oil because the smoke point isn't exceedingly high. And yeah, but to be honest, you don't want to be deep frying stuff anyway, really. That's not part of a healthy diet coconut oil for shallow frying to be using in whatever cooking you want in baked goods cakes pastries cookies flapjacks all that kind of stuff coconut oil is perfect it's a it's also antimicrobial bad uh, bad bacteria reducing and it's got a whole host of other benefits so coconut oil is very good now here's some other ones which you might be a little bit nervous about so tallow lard and butter So tallow is beef fat, lard, typically pig's fat, although I wouldn't recommend that, 
although a lot of people have used that in the past you know think about victorian age as i say before the wartime kind of era people would think nothing of cooking with lard and it was completely acceptable now we've almost got this what's the word it's got a stigma isn't it if we talk about lard it's like ooh, it's disgusting it's high fat it's going to give you heart disease uh it, it's it's just not a politically correct thing to be using in our cooking is it really if someone asks you oh or says that was a really nice cake what was in that and you said well there's a load of lard in it you know that's going to turn people off isn't it it's a perception that shifted in the last 50 60 years thanks to none other than our friends in the vegetable industry lard actually is is saturated again so it's going to stay stable under heat as is butter which is the milk um you know the refined milk product from cow's butter or any other kind of uh, sorry cow's milk or any other kind of milk and tallow is yeah beef fat now as a christian and i firmly believe that when god gave the levitical laws in the old testament about eating and he declared some foods clean and some foods unclean and i will talk about this more and in more depth in another show for sure but i believe that when he says that certain foods are not to be eaten things like pigs so pork shellfish two of the prime examples i don't think that we need to be going against that i think god knew what he was talking about and purely from a scientific point of view and a health point of view the research that i've done shows that pork is routinely cited as the most dangerous meat to eat and the one you need to really cook well because it has so many parasites and toxins in it pigs are disgusting in the way they eat they will think nothing of eating poo on the ground anything and everything if a if a pig is unwell other pigs will eat it so they're known to be cannibals they eat a load of rubbish basically okay and all that goes into their body so i would be avoiding pigs and lard from pigs but beef tallow i would say that's okay now for me personally if i was to have any kind of beef product it would be organic grass-fed beef okay because otherwise standard farming procedures and in particular factory farming that was subject to in our era involves feeding those animals genetically modified corn oftentimes pumping them with hormones and steroids and various other things so you don't want any of that going through and the, here's the thing the, to- the toxins accumulate in our fat so if you're using an animal-based fat like tallow like beef tallow personally if i was going to do that i would use organic grass-fed tallow for that but certainly either way that's going to be much much more healthy for you than vegetable fat it's still a much more natural process than all this huge process that goes on in a in a factory somewhere with hydrogenated and vegetable fat saturated fat can be broken down and used by the body vegetable oil fat can't it's a frankenstein fat it's unnatural it's a plastic so your body doesn't know what to do with it and it's it's highly dangerous okay so that's the bottom line here now if you just think to yourself i can't stomach using tallow or duck fat even because duck fat is another acceptable one probably good or even lard if you're not a christian not worried about levitical laws and things even if you think oh no i can't stomach that what's a better or another alternative butter 
butter and ghee ghee is very popular in indian cooking and curries and things which is just more clarified butter butter is great because it's rich and it's in a really good balance of vitamin a vitamin e vitamin k vitamin k which we can often be deficient in and from the research that i've done latterly it really shows that butter again i would reiterate grass-fed organic butter is a perfect food to eat with things like vegetables long have i known and been promoting that if you're going to have vegetables in order to assimilate and absorb those nutrients in particular the minerals from the vegetables it needs to be in the presence of a fat so that's why when i have a green smoothie i'll always add in some kind of fat it might be tahini or almond butter or handful of almonds or some flaxseed to enable the absorption of those minerals but as it happens butter is a great vehicle to allow your body to extract and absorb those minerals so buttered steamed veg perfect okay so use butter in your cooking isn't that nice to know instead of using horrible tasting margarines and vegetables in our cookies and cakes and things use butter instead butter has always always tasted nicer isn't it i remember as a kid i used to love it when my mum made butter flapjacks so that's a good option for you if you can't stomach butter or you want to be completely plant-based coconut oil is the way to go so that really really brings us nicely onto the fact that saturated animal fats are not the devil food that we're told they are in this day and age we are told that saturated animal fats equal heart disease diabetes cancer stroke it's not always this well it's pretty much not the case that is a propaganda message that we've been we've been fed and we've we've swallowed it and uh yeah what's far worse is these vegetable oils okay so just want to just really want to reiterate that message so that it's something you really think about and will consider just making a few changes in your own diet and lifestyle here so what other fats can we use and in what kind of scenario and situation with our cooking and eating what about things like walnut oil flaxseed oil macadamia nut oil olive oil well here's the thing these oils are monounsaturated fats and we don't want to be cooking with these because again they can possibly hydrogenate flaxseed oil is for example is very highly um, unstable which you'll get it in glass bottles and you're told to keep it in a darkened darkened cupboard or in a fridge typically because they do go rancid very easily so you don't want to be heating these for drizzling on top of salads and things these are perfect they're nice fats to be using olive oil again use on your salads freely drizzle on i don't know if you're going to eat bread and things perfect fine use them cold and buy a high quality cold pressed olive oil flaxseed oil walnut oil sesame oil okay all of those things but do not be cooking with these oils so i hope that you've taken a lot of useful things from today's show let's let's do a recap so number one we looked at why hydrogenated fats and in fact any vegetable fats are really really bad news we looked at the process that they go through in order for us to have this yellow looking refined oil it's think about it it's just like car oil would you put car oil in your food each day would you buy bread in it that has car oil in it no you wouldn't 
let's think of it as pretty much the same thing and that'll make us think twice about picking up things in the supermarket shelves that contain any kind of vegetable oil. We looked at exactly what vegetable oils we need to be avoiding, so things like canola oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil, etc. We then looked about the truth about saturated fats, in particular saturated animal fats and how they're not the devil food that they have been made out to be and actually are much, much safer for our health and can be really healthy in a well-balanced diet to be using in our cooking because they do not hydrogenate, they do not turn into this plastic-like substance. The caveat for me would be you want to be having grass-fed organic things like butter and tallow, beef tallow and maybe duck fat to be cooking in and baking we also looked at coconut oil didn't we that's a really good saturated fat to be using in our diet and then we also looked at other fats to be using sparingly cold pressed in things like salads so do act accordingly i would say this is so so important so important even if you're doing everything else right in your diet if you get this one wrong this is going to sabotage all your good efforts it has such a bad effect on your body it really reduces immunity it causes the degeneration of your body from the inside out when we consume vegetable oils so do take this seriously So as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I'm about to start coaching my 12-week Health for Life program and we go into this stuff in a lot more depth. I spend a good couple of weeks going through exactly how we can incorporate more healthy fats into our diet on a practical level, what foods we should be eating and avoiding, how we can make simple recipes at home and really make it easy because it is tough, isn't it, when everything in the supermarkets from bread to sauces to baked goods to margarines has vegetable fat in it. So if you want me to help you and walk you through this whole process and guide you over a 12-week period with other people, we've got quite a few other people joining although it's going to be a relatively small group so you'll get lots of personal attention from me to help you individually with your questions and ways of doing things and what food you like and whatever so um, if that's of interest then do join us I'd love to have you in our coaching program it's called health for life you can visit it at laurarimmer.com forward slash hfl and if you have any questions maybe you think "Mm, I don't know if this, this is right for me or not I'm just not sure do drop me an email, laura at laurarimmer.com and I'd be pleased to answer those. Okay, I'm going to leave you with a psalm today and we're on episode 23, so I'm going to leave you with Psalm 23, a well-known psalm from the Bible. So a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Eternal Health. I look forward to speaking to you again next week. I will be back next week and I'll speak to you again then. Okay, have a great week. Bye for now.
Thanks for listening to the Eternal Health Podcast. Go to lauraremmer.com to download your free Optimum Health Scorecard and find out your current health score, plus tips, coaching, and training on how to get slim, healed, and energized. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, and we'll catch you next time on Eternal Health.